Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome Uh, to the short show. (laughs) It's Danny. I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Danny. So (laughs) welcome back. We're going to address something really quickly just to get it out of the way. I know that there are people who have listened to the podcast from the start, and I'm ridiculously thankful for all of you. And that being said, um, there have been some changes and, you know, Darcy has gone on to work on Paranormal Slumber Party and this podcast has always been kind of my baby. And so, um, you know, we've parted ways, but the good news is that that means I will be having some rotational co-hosts on a regular basis. And hopefully people who are, you know, like not a regular co-host, but people I can have on to like interview and things like that. So there's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Content's going to remain the same kinds of topics and things like that. Um, And with that being said, I'm really excited that my little sister is here with me today. Well, she's not here with me. She lives Uh, in South Carolina. Boo, boo hoo. (laughs) But you should be able to feel comfortable getting to know that she should be a relatively regular co-host of mine on the podcast. So, Jesse, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, So I am Danny. I've known her her whole life, guys. (laughs) My whole life. I've whole known life. <laughs> Crazy. It's a long time, guys. <laughs> Probably one of the closest friends I have. <laughs> um, so like Danny, I am also from New Hampshire, but I currently live in Charleston, South Carolina. It's hot as balls down here right I now. I bet balls are so gross down there. <laughs> so gross (laughs) they need those little I I got Eddie not that anybody needs to think about my husband's balls but I got him boxers that have like the little hammock thing you can like put them in oh god God. (laughs) I saw an ad on Facebook and it got me (laughs) (laughs) well they had crazy Uh, ones they had like ones with Boston Tea Party on it like what I need that that's amazing I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every dress that I wear down here, I have to have bike shorts on. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it just gets like swampy and gross. And like, you know, you just don't even want to deal with yourself. So (laughs) when I lived in Florida and I had Ivo, this is my older son. Um, I don't know if you know who he is, Jesse, or not, but um, (laughs) I'm familiar. I'm familiar. (laughs) Um, I lived in Florida at the time. And I remember when I. When I had him, we lived in this cute little neighborhood and I was like, this is so awesome. Once I have him, I'm going to like walk around the block with him in the carrier all the time. Eh. No, it's like fucking June in Florida. And I was like, I'm going to punch myself in the face if I have to walk to the car. Exactly. And my car was in a garage. So I was, I had to put on uh we had pajama day the other day at school for anyone who is listening. I do work in a preschool. She's and- in third grade. No. <laughs> I do work in a preschool and in the summertime we have dress up days. So the other day we had pajama day and I, all I have for pajamas is pretty much yoga pants and a giant oversized yeah. sweater. I mean, do, so, how many people actually have sets? I mean, really? No, said, you know? I, I don't have the energy for that. No. But I did put on what I do wear to bed every night. Mm-hmm. And so naturally it's like 98 degrees outside. And some woman at the gym saw me and she was like, oh my God, you're going to die in that. I'm like, <laughs> I just like to think that I'm willing the cold weather to come because I'm I'm over the summer already. I'm looking forward to fall. I'm just winter. really not a warm weather person. Mm, I just no, not. I live in like one of the warmest places in the United yeah. States. Yeah. But I found that it actually makes me angry. <laughs> like when I'm trying to get my kid in the car and he's like, oh, what's that? Oh, but I want that. Oh, I'm going to climb into the front seat. I'm like, get in the fucking car. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking melting. <laughs> I was like, I literally turn angry evil. I know. Like, I fucking hate feeling disgusting. It's like I can get out of the shower and be like, wow, I need a shower. And I fucking hate yeah. that. Yeah, I just got out of the shower. And just now I need give me one. the fall all year long and I'll be mm-hmm. a happy camper. Yeah, that's why I loved England so much. It's perpetually yeah. fall. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, my brother-in-law is from England. So Jesse yes. was there for a while and... And you can't fucking understand anything he says. So (laughs) I think he says the wrong, like, I think the wrong things all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like when he said, do you reckon? And I was like, did he just say dragons? (laughs) 
thought he said dragons for like ever. I'm like, why are you saying dragons? No, well, we're going we're going up onto our what four year wedding anniversary, and That's I still so have crazy. I know, and I still have trouble understanding him. Like he'll <laughs> he'll say something to me in the next room, and I'm like, what? He's like, and he repeats himself, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Poor Freddie's going to be so confused. I need a lot of help sometimes. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Anyways, um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, what's what's some wins that you had this week, Dan? Um, I made it through the week. Uh, <laughs> I've had lots of things going on, which many people are aware of. You know, between <laughs> the change in the podcast and everything else, and then. Um, but I would say my biggest win, and, and this is going to be something I kind of wanted to use as like a sponsor kind of thing, even though it's not, it's like my own thing, but I'm going to call it that because that's what <laughs> I do. Um, but for those of you who don't know, I started an Etsy shop. I actually started it last month in June, um, like June 8th or something. But Etsy has this weird glitch. Like after you set it up, you kind of get like suspended while they like look at it or something. And yeah. Anyway, so I lost the the business for like 10 days after I after like the first couple of orders I and now so now this is really kind of like the first full month and it's doing really good. Like I've had at least one or two orders every day. Nice. So, yeah. So if anybody is interested in checking out my Etsy shop, yeah. um, I do print on demand. So this stuff is like designs that I've come up with or have, you know, purchased through the right locate, you know, the right places to make sure they're, they're sellable, mm-hmm. but they're, they're kind of just more fun designs. Like I like, like the kind of, um, I have paranormal stuff. I've got like stuff with Ouija boards, stuff with planchettes. I've got towels. I've got the big thing has been cell phone cases. People like love the cell phone cases. So um, I sell like a cell phone case a day at least. But yeah, I get to kind of like find designs for them, put them on them and you just order them and they ship from the company. It's really cool. But yeah. I'm excited about it. And I think I'm also going to set up a second one for like digital products. That's kind of where I'm looking at now, but I'm really excited to see what happens with it. So if anybody wants to check it out, you can search for my Etsy. I'll, I'll put a link in it in the description, but um, it is designs by D bar, like oh, Danny funny. Martin, but like short, like, D-bar. like short, like the letter D and then B A R. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. That's my win. It's been a good week for that. Cool, so I'm excited cool. about where it's going. How about you? Um, so I did have we both a had really fucking shitty, weird, fucking. Weird. It's like we had a I had a rough week. Okay, and the other day it was like uh, we. So for those of you who don't know, Jesse and then my older sister, her name's Jay. My aunt and my mother, we're all in like this chat on Facebook Messenger, and we literally chat like every day about like everything. Mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. yeah and it was like four o'clock on friday when basically everyone popped in <laughs> and was like wow everything fucking just hit the fan like, yeah. all of us all of us like what is going on it's literally like the every freaking universe minutes, today every 15 minutes each of us just had something terrible it to was say. weird right it was really weird um, but yes, I did have a really long week, but, uh, I know I mentioned this in the group chat, but this was my win for the week. Um, I decided, uh, last minute to go out with some coworkers on Friday night, which was really fun. And I, I needed to like kind of blow off some steam and just laugh about nonsense for a couple mm-hmm. hours, um, just to get my mind off of all the negative crap that's been happening. All yeah. Week. And, um, so my friend, my coworker, is friends with another artist and vendor around town. So also people who are listening, I'm also an artist. Yeah. I know I was going to say, I'll link your stuff too. I was excited because <laughs> I can put it in here too. I am also an artist. So I uh, go, I do markets around town all the time. So you get used to like the vendor community. You get to see a lot of the same people, which is really nice. Um, so I have seen her friend before. Um, but I guess my coworker told her that I was coming and apparently her friend was like having a panic attack about it. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, she's going to be here. What? And I, and apparently when I went up and said hi to her, she was like, you're my Instagram celebrity. I was oh my like, God, that's so cute. I was like, shut the fuck up. No, I'm not. <laughs> she was like, seriously, like, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> 
I'm going to cry. Like, I, I so really cute. needed to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. And she was hilarious. So um, shout out to Danielle. Um, oh, uh, hey, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Um, <laughs> her Instagram is Wild Moon Studio. So uh, yeah. to, I'm going to have to check that out. Wild Moon Studio. really beautiful ceramics. I love Ooh, that. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yes. But yeah, that's my win for the week. I think my failure this week, though. <laughs> Was Monday through Thursday. <laughs> Monday through Thursday. <laughs> but I think just like I don't know if it was just like the week I was having, but I would say my <laughs> failure this week was I I shamefully had crumble cookies delivered to my place of work. No shame in that. Because I really, really needed it. <laughs> oh, I just pulled up her thing. She goes by Danny too. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever mine's better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. Oh my very- god, those freaking snakes are amazing. <laughs> what the hell? Now I'm gonna take my money. Jesus Christ. Oh god. But so and, cute. yeah, the most embarrassing part about that though was like I didn't even look at the time for when I was ordering it, and it was d- being delivered at like four o'clock, which is peak time for parents to come and pick up their kids. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like, like falling out of your mouth. <laughs> Get your kid out of here. I'm like, the delivery driver's got my pink box of crumble cookies. <laughs> You're like, oh, sorry. I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is for a friend. Like, oh, you no just want go. this kid. Here, your mom's fucking here. Get out of here. <laughs> I got cookies coming, bitch. Yeah. But anyways, uh, oh, I'm really excited to be talking about Smutty Nose Island. I know. I know. And I'm hoping that, did you see what I titled this? It's obviously not the title of the episode when it gets posted, but uh, I said, get ready for a dog shit episode because I'm not prepared. (laughs) I mean, like I, I've, I've listened to a pot, like a couple podcasts and I'm not dogging anybody, but they were like a little slow moving. So I'm like, try to pay attention. And then I was reading some, but it's like, you know, and, and this is like, there's like controversy too. So you know, you hear a little bit different sides when you listen to different things. So I don't know how much you have and hopefully we can both kind of contribute, but. I do. I, I, I sort of remember this case. Like I mostly just remember the movie, but I just like, I'm really upset that I could not find the movie to watch. Like I know it's completely inaccurate, but yeah, I, you would think that you'd be able to find a movie that's has Sean Penn and Elizabeth Hurley in it. I know what I know. But, and you said you couldn't find it and you said it wasn't on YouTube or did you look? No, I couldn't find it anywhere. It's literally so weird. It's nowhere to be streamed, which is weird. I'm like, I can find thanks killing, but I can't find. <laughs> oh my God. I just remembered some really crazy movie that I watched one. Oh, it was so weird. It was like these guys who like, it was like, it was kind of like they were playing some kind of Dungeons and Dragons game, but it like made them turn crazy and they'd like just like go kill people. But it was like so poorly filmed. Oh, it was like made in someone's garage or something. It was so bad. I, I do remember the movie was pretty bad. Like just like the what's the word? I don't know any of it. Like cinematography or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was all just not very yeah well done, which is odd considering it's Sean fucking Penn. I know. Okay. Well, maybe it was uh, when he was kind of falling apart there for a little bit. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. <laughs> like, but well, yeah, so, anything, so. <laughs> the first podcast that I listened to, um, I liked because they had some really good um, description. And the guy who uh, was the guest on the podcast who was talking about the murders was um, – he wrote a book about it all. And I guess he lives like he can actually see smutty nose from his home. And I think he had said that like in the summers they stay over there. Um, But he was talking about the how the Island and just to clarify for people who may not be local to New Hampshire, this is not a tropical Island. Okay. This is like, (laughs) no, this is like fucking Alcatraz. Okay. Like, it's like fucking sharp, jagged cliff, like rocks. (laughs) With a couple patches of grass and a bunch of seagulls and seagull shit. And two fucking shacks that are, have like two rooms in them. It's really and, not like, you know, scenic. But there's no running water. There's no electricity. The inside of the the houses, he said, are so raw. You can see the wood, like the, the um, bark from the wood 
on the inside <laughs> that they were made from. So yeah, if that sets the tone a bit. <laughs> and then of course, gray overcast skies. So yeah, like Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> I picture like that island on Harry Potter where they go to <laughs> to, to try to stay away from the letters. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is not, so Smutty Nose Island is part of the Isles of Shoals and that's like a cluster of islands that's between New Hampshire and Maine and um, most of them don't really have much on them at all and then there is one that has <laughs> this is funny too this, this one that has a hotel okay <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. put, I know you can't see me but there's there's quotations around that um, yes if you stay at this hotel and I think what is it on Star Island it's Star Island okay. yeah so if you stay at this hotel, you're limited to three showers a week. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> and they use seawater to flush the toilets. <laughs> so there's your Hilton Inn, folks. So I actually, <laughs> in seventh grade, my class took a trip to Star Island. We stayed there for a weekend. Um, and I do not remember any of this, <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know, like if I showered that much, like, I really don't know. I, yeah, I mean, as a, like a kid for like, yeah, probably not really. Probably, I, they probably told me to shower on Friday and then I'd be able to shower again on Sunday when I got back. But, <laughs> right. um, no, we never, I never went. So I never, I mean, other than like, so for those of you also who are not familiar with this area, we have like, um, is it, what's it called? The Isles of Stole, Souls. I'm not even drinking. Oh my god! The, the Isles of Shoals, the Isles uh, like steamship or whatever, right? There's like a party boat, okay, guys. It's like the Isle of Shoals. Isle of Holes. There's a lot of fucking. Sounded, holes on there. sounded like you said the Isle of Souls. Souls. <laughs> but yeah, no, they we have like <laughs> boats that'll go out and like you can drink on. They're like party boats, you know. Like <laughs> that also makes it sound like fucking Miami. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. You're wearing a fucking hoodie and a scarf in August on that boat. But, but yeah, so the most I remember is stuff like that. Like the couple of times I was on that boat or whatever. And I don't even think I've ever. Oh, well, no, I think one time we went on a field trip to not Star Island, but the other one there. I can't think of the names of those. To be honest, I'm a terrible local. I only know Star <laughs> Island and Smutty Nose. Yeah. I don't um, know the names of the other islands. Yeah. There's actually quite a few of them. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Either, but yeah. But yeah. So, um, this is actually a very uh, well known case because it was pretty, pretty big deal when it happened. But essentially, um, in it was like 1871 when. John and I'm gonna fucking ruin his last name. Hon Hontvet 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 Norwegian, right? Hontvet H O N T V E T. He's yeah. from Norway, yeah. Um, but he and his wife moved to uh, Smutty Nose Island, and he was a fisherman. So, uh, you know, this is like hardcore fisherman. It's not like, hey, let's go to the lake for the weekend and catch some <laughs> minnows. You know, like no, like. Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> like spends entire weekends doing it, you know, like, but he was actually doing really well for himself. And because uh, after a period of time, about two years, because it started picking up so much, he needed additional help. And um, this gentleman, Louis, was someone that they had decided to allow to like come and, and help him with his business. So he actually was someone that people weren't really sure of in in and around like he kind of kept to himself and people didn't quite trust him he never really talked about where he's from or like his history so I guess he just kind of came off as you know people were uncertain of him and I don't think he was very personable so um but he worked with them for uh, a while and uh it got to a point where because it, things had slowed down a bit and they had missed their family, obviously, from Norway. So John and Marin had um, some family come and they decided to stay with them. Uh, Marin's sister's partner passed away. So when he died, she was just really upset and sad and ended up coming to stay with them. And um, John had another family member that had come and stayed with them as well. And so when this all kind of took place, even though they had Louis Wagner working for them for a while, 
Uh, they just didn't really need his help anymore. So um, they kind of, I, I'm under the impression from what I've read that they basically had let him know that was the case, but they did let him continue to stay with them. Cause while he was working with them, he was like living with them. They gave him a place to live and took care of him. He was kind of like family to them. And um, so when all of this happened and they didn't really need his help anymore, they gave him like five weeks before he found another boat to work on. And that was kind of it. Like they felt good about it. Like they felt like they had kind of helped him get on his feet and hopefully he'll, you know, be able to get on this other boat and do well as well. And unfortunately that's not what happened. Uh, that boat that Louis Wagner moved onto after helping John ended up crashing. And so when that happened, he didn't really have anywhere to go or any money coming in and he ended up going, this cracks me up. So <laughs> from what I heard, he ended up going back to Portsmouth um, and because of the fact that he didn't really have any money and he didn't have a job at the time, he was kind of forced into like the worst part of Portsmouth, which just makes me chuckle to say that <laughs> anyway, because, and then I was like, well, of course, like, I don't really know, like if in 1873, like was Portsmouth, like the, the, you know, boundaries of Portsmouth, was it the same or are we talking about like a larger area that then broke down into like Newington and like all the other areas? Right, you know? right, yeah. But yeah, so they're like, you know, he lived in like this really terrible part of Portsmouth. Like they keep emphasizing this, like, like prostitution and like criminals and like just the worst of the worst like and I'm like yeah like so for anybody who's not local Portsmouth now is quaint. completely yeah elite like affluent area like you know 1.5 million dollar townhouses everywhere like it's just yeah it's definitely not like common part of Portsmouth. Like, <laughs> it's not the Bronx all right it's right just, right this cute little quaint fisherman town yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not anything like that. So I'm going, gosh, where was that? <laughs> Prostitution, criminals everywhere. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like people on the side of the road. Like, fucking, Legends. Know. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I spent a lot of time at Legends. Okay. Me too. Too many, too many nights to count. <laughs> but, yeah. So um, actually funny story about Legends. Legends is like a local billiards place and you can go when you're 18 and, um, we used to go, I worked at a restaurant at the time and I used to go for, you know, from 18 till onward. And when I turned 21 and I went there and I already know, had known everybody who works there. Like Adam was the bartender there for me when I was there. I don't know if he was there still when you were going there, but for those of you who don't know, Jesse's seven years younger than me. So there's a good gap there, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Adam had been there the whole time. And when I turned 21, I was so pumped and I slid my ID over to him and he's like, no shit. I just, I thought you were 21 this whole time. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Never would have asked me for an ID. Uh, Legends <laughs> but, is like the watering hole for hospitality. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I mean, especially when I worked at British Beer Company, we were right across the street. So yes, literally. As yeah, soon well, as I, yeah, when we when I worked at the restaurant too, it's like we all just went from there. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't that close to it, but it was like we, it was like the place to go, you know. Okay. But uh -huh. yeah, so so he was booted to you know the shitty part of Portsmouth, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so funny. But, you know, he was really hard up and because he had known um, John and Marin so well, he knew how well John had been doing financially. So John had uh, gotten to a point where he had like $600 in savings. And at that point in time, that was like three years worth of, you know, money from right. working. So that was a big amount of money. And obviously he was hard up and... What happened, um, according to people, is like, so John would go into Portsmouth to purchase his bait, and he would bait his lines, and then he would, you know, go do his fishing, and then he'd collect what he got, and he'd bring it back to Portsmouth to sell it. So that was kind of like the process, right? Mm -hmm. So they knew that there was a train coming in that had the bait on it, and <clears throat> when he went over to get it. It was running late. Like they knew the train was running behind, but he also knew he really needed to get it. Uh, he needed to get baited and he needed to do this. And it was going to take a lot of time. And so when he came to Portsmouth and was waiting on the bait, Louis had, um, like he had run into Louis and Louis asked if he needed help because it would literally take like hours upon hours to, to bait the lines. And so, uh, 
John had told Louis that if for some reason the train didn't come with the bait, that he would just stay overnight in Portsmouth and wait for it. If it did come, then they'd bait it. He'd go home after. So it was running late and he didn't end up going home. And so Louis supposedly took that opportunity knowing that he wouldn't be there to go out to the island and try to rob them with this for this $600. Um, so I know that there's a lot of controversy around this. And from what I could gather, it sounds like the controversy is primarily based around the idea that he could row from Portsmouth to Smutty Nose in the time frame that supposedly he did. But with the, the, information that I was able to gather and which I, and I did know. So for those of you who don't know, and I'd have to double check on, you know, uh, supposedly the Piscataqua is one of the fastest moving bodies of water. Um, and where, what I'm not sure is if it's just in the U S or, um, or something else, but it's incredibly fast moving and we get like high tide and low tide a lot more rapidly than other areas. So you'll get, I think it's like twice in, in um, a short period of time, you'll get the tides to, to completely change like that. And when they do, it causes it to move a lot faster. So if he timed it where he could get in that boat and row out during the tide change, he would be able to get out there pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of controversy around whether or not that's actually true. Right. I kind of wanted to just, uh, hold on. <clears throat> God knows I don't know how to spell Piscataqua. Fuck. Piscataqua. Piscataqua. Yeah, so it's it's P I S C A T A Q U I S. Yeah. You lost me at I. And I wonder why people can't say things like fucking Is that is that it? That's it, right? Hold on. Hold please. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to see if I could find out exactly how fast it is. <laughs> how fast is that river? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm not going to be able to find it, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. It helps if you read, you know. <laughs> Are you just skimming? Uh, it says, all I know is it says here. The flow here has ranged from 7,550 to 4.8 cubic feet per second. I don't know what any of that means. You don't? God. (laughs) I didn't Uh, pick that up at nautical school. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) it, 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 it's very fast. I did know that. And I didn't know how many tide changes it had, but apparently it has more than the typical body of water. And because of that, it causes, which would make sense because obviously if it's going up and going down rapidly, it's going to cause the water to move quicker. Um, so I think there was question as to whether or not he could have done it because of that. But right. uh, that being said, uh, let's see here. Where were I? He rode all the way to Smutty Nose. Yeah. And so when he got there, he didn't realize that Marin's sister and um, there was another, I, I'm so shitty at this. Like, oh my it was, God. Um, I think it was Marin's brother's wife. So her sister. Yes. Okay. So anyway, there were two women who were in a bedroom sleeping, but because they didn't, it was a small place. They set up um, a bed near like the stove or something in the kitchen for her sister Mm -hmm. um hold on here and he assumed that they would all be sleeping and that he could he waited he waited it was like a cold night like it was like snowing slightly and um obviously yeah it it was march yeah can't even freaking imagine sitting on that island and thank you let alone rowing out in the water gross um (laughs) Ew, David. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I freaking love them so much. Um, but so he hung out until he saw them put the candles out. Now, he didn't know anybody was right in that front room. And so the idea is, or the thought is that he quietly went in to try and, and I actually think her name, how do you say that? A-N-E-T-H-E, Aneth. Oh, Annette. 
I think it's a net. Is it a net? That's mm-hmm. dumb. So they did that stupid shit then too. Norwegian, Danny. God. Oh, Brody. <laughs> um, anyway, so they had a dog as well. So they did have a dog. And um his name was Ring Ring Ringe Ring. Okay, ready? I'm gonna spell it. All right, you ready? I'm gonna spell it. It's R-I-N-G-E. Ringe. <laughs> Fucking stupid name. <gasps> Fuck your dog. I love dogs. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumbass name. Why couldn't it just been like fucking Sparky? <laughs> uh, oh, Karen was the one in the fucking sleeping. Ringe. Ringe. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know, the E at the end, wouldn't that mean the I is sounded like I? So Ringe. <laughs> This is the dog Ringe. <laughs> we can just call him Ringo. It's fine. <laughs> that's what someone said, and I was like, "But that's not how it's spelled. There's no way it's Ringo. There's no either." <laughs> there. So funny. Oh, um, <laughs> so it's expected that he intended to accomplish this burglary undetected, but when he went to go into the home, the dog started barking loudly. No shit. That's what they do, bro. That's what they do, bro. Especially when there's literally nothing else going on around you. (laughs) (laughs) Like this got dogs like, oh, the TV is masking all the sounds. No, (laughs) no, he heard your boat pull up. Karen, Karen is who is sleeping in uh, the kitchen, and so this must have been the the sister of uh, his brother or something, right? Um, who was there to visit? Karen is Marin's sister. No, that can't be. Fuck me. Wait a minute. Karen's worth everything. It's always Karen. (laughs) No, but I'm thinking Karen and Marin. There's no way her parents did that. Yeah, that's gross. (laughs) Super cringe. No, I want to say Annette was her sister and Karen had. Yeah, I think that you're right. Um, Now, guys, (laughs) welcome to the chart show. (laughs) I refuse to believe the parents. Their daughters, Karen and Marin. I'm going to defend myself and just say that. (laughs) Um, I have had a very busy week, <laughs> I've had a lot going on. Okay. And because of that, I'm just not that prepared. All right. Listen, if you want something that's super serious, I have plenty of recommendations that I can give you where people like fucking ask for legal documentation from the fucking places this shit took place. That's never going to happen here. So <laughs> Just take mine as entertainment, okay? Also, everyone involved in this case is dead. Yeah, so. I don't think they're going to be offended today. Uh, so anyway, so Karen, Karen is in the kitchen and the dog wakes her up. And um, she immediately thought it was John. She thought they were coming home because they expected them to be home late. And so she said, John, is that you? And uh, Marin sat up in her bed and called to Karen. Oh, fuck. See, I wrote it down here. <laughs> so she sat up in her bed and called to, to her sister, Karen. <laughs> well, I guess they did do Karen and Marin. That's gross. Oh God. I hope not. Now I need to look it up. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> she said, is something wrong? Uh, and, and Karen said, John scared me. And with that, that is when Wagner reached for a chair and he struck her in with the chair so he continued to beat her with this chair and Marin kept yelling for Karen and jumped out of the bed to tug at the door um Wagner continued to beat Karen and so it's assumed that he really was just doing this because he was like freaking out all of a sudden like he was getting caught you know yeah um and then she was thrown against the bedroom door, which allowed the latch to come free because he had stuck something in the latch to to try and keep it locked so that they couldn't get out. And um, when that happened, she had fallen into the door, knocked it open, open and fell like at Marin's feet. Um, at that point, he then rushed kind of both of them and he was swinging and hitting both of them. But Marin was able to drag her sister out of his way and closed and barricaded the door. So he tried to force his way in and Annette, uh, she was in the corner of the room and they were telling her to run and hide. Um, 
let's see. Oh, so this is when Annette climbed out the window. So she climbed out the window and she was ew, oh, in bare feet in the snow, for Christ's sake. Um, I don't think that's the worst thing that happened to her, Dana. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty terrible, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, of all the things that happened to her that night, that had know, to have sucked. <laughs> so Annette had climbed out the window to try and get away. Marin was yelling to run, you know. He had tried to get into the room for a bit, but then he gave up because he couldn't get into the room because they had barricaded it. At this point, he had approached Annette. And because of that, she was able to see who it was because the moon was full enough to light his face. And so she said, Louie, Louie, you know. And Marin had heard her yelling his name. I think that's the biggest thing that like kind of I don't know, I guess screwed him over, you know, during the trials that she, she heard her sister saying his name. Um, and at that point he reached out towards the wood pile that was nearby and he took the, um, handle of an ax. And at that point he started beating Annette with, with the ax. Um, let's see. Quick thinker, I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, well, then again, I'm going, what else is on the Island? Well, probably not much. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, well, uh, right here. It's great product placement, I guess. <laughs> so apparently Marin was so close to this taking place because of where it was right outside the window that she could have just like touched him. Like that's how close it was. Um, at that point, there was nothing she could do because um, Annette was, it was, it was long, long gone at that point. And she was just worried more so about saving herself and her sister. So, um, she went into Karen who was kneeling, uh, with her head on a mattress and she tried to, uh, you know, she was kind of in and out and she was yelling that telling her that they needed to run. But Karen was like, she was already like fainting and like not really conscious. And, um, she could only say that she was like, no, I'm too tired. You know, like she was just that, that, beat he like really got her good you know um so he had then returned to the bedroom with the axe right so after being outside um at that point Marin realized she needed to just do what she needed to do to get out she put her uh, she wrapped herself in her skirt and um she climbed through the window as she ran the um she, she went to find his boat and um, it wasn't there. So her, her first impulse was to hide in the cellar of a vacant building, but she thought he would just find her there. Instead, she ran along the shore to the far side of the island and she passed another cottage. I think there's two on the island, so it must be the other one there. And she... Um, I mean, it's impressive that she's like thinking of, you know, the one of three places she could possibly hide on this island. It's not like there's a... Uh, a lot of options for her. So did you see like, the? Did you see the axe? Did you ever see it? It's at like the. It's at like a museum or something. I probably I did. I probably I, did. We did like um the weekend that we were there um in seventh grade. We our my school loved to do reenactments, so we actually did a whole like trial <laughs> really? reenactments because we were trying to determine whether or not we thought Lewis was guilty or not. Because there was like speculation as to whether or not he even did it or if we thought Marin did it. Yeah. Um, so we did like, yeah, our school was big on reenactments. We were cutesy like that. <laughs> but <laughs> I think my role in the reenactment, I think I was on the jury. Um, but I can't really remember if we thought he was guilty or not. I think it was like 50-50. Yeah. It was like right down the middle. It sounds like the biggest reason that people were unsure was because of the time it would have taken to row out there and the time frame that it took to, you know, when everything happened. Right. Um, but basically, so Marin ran off and she found like, Didn't she was, she knew he, in a cave. Yeah. She knew that he would look in like the houses and stuff. So she like found two rocks that kind of created, yeah, like a cave almost. And she hung out there for like hours until she, you know, knew that it was, it was safe to come out. Get this though. So apparently after, and of course, if all of, you know, today's technology had existed then, then we would know for sure. But, um, when he ran into that bedroom after, um, 
Karen had passed out, he just started swinging and like hit Karen and then realized that Marin was gone and he used a handkerchief to like wrap around Karen's neck and like make sure she was actually gone. And at that point he realized Marin, he wasn't going to find her. And he went into their kitchen, brewed a pot of coffee or tea, sorry, left his like bloody handprints on everything, ate some food, uh, using a plate, knife and fork. And then after ransacking the entire house, he found 15 bucks and he left. And um, it was eight the next morning before Marin decided to leave her spot. And uh, at that point, she had been trying to get the attention of like people who worked on neighboring islands, but they weren't seeing her. Um, Let's see. See, this is the, this is the thing that gets me because this is where my thought process is where I, I'm sorry. uh, (laughs) What I'm trying to say is this is where I feel like there's a chance that he didn't do this. Um, my reasoning is if you are on like a time crunch, you row all the way out to Smutty Nose to steal some money, you kill like two thirds of the people that are on the island, and then you just like chill out in their kitchen and make coffee. Yeah, and food. People are crazy though. You I, know? I know, but it just like uh, your your mission was to find money and get the fuck out of there. Like you know. <laughs> It just seems kind of wild unless he just went fucking crazy. But it's that bit of information where I'm like, maybe he didn't do it. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, seems, it's seems one weird. of those things. Yeah. He could have, if he knew people were home, he could have easily just pretended like, oh, uh, and just change his mind if he didn't want to do, you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. It is. It's so hard. And there's not much information, you know, in the way of like detective work back then you know yeah but yeah so she couldn't get um attention of people uh on the neighboring island so she kind of tried to like cross over to a closer one and these kids that were playing saw her on appledore and then they ended up kind of notifying people and john was able to sail back um and that's when they obviously found everything um and they didn't find let me see. Did they find him? I don't even remember. This is kind of where I fell off, I think. Hold on. I'm trying to see if they found him after or what, where he ended up. Let's see. Usually I know all this. I have it like broken down, but I didn't get there yet. So whatever. I think I read that like um, Lewis would like he was back in Portsmouth and he like the next morning was able to like go in and buy a bunch of stuff and he had like exactly $15 yes, or something. Yes. Um, and he all of a sudden could pay his rent or whatever. Like, I don't know. That's, that's what I read in that. Um, but I mean, like, yeah. So apparently two men had claimed they had both seen Wagner, uh, in Newcastle at about six o'clock that morning. Um, and it says that the stolen Dory, what is that? What's a Dory? Is that like your money? I'm going to have to look. But um, it says a place called Devil's Den in Newcastle. What is that? I don't know. Devil's Den. Is that like a location or is it like, was it like a fucking pub? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now I got to Google it. Devil's Den. Devil's Den. Google that. Newcastle. What's the Google say? Um, Devil's Den Trail. It's a walking trail. A weird name, right? Like, why does it have that name? I know. I that doesn't sound like a place I want to be. Oh, it's it's permanently closed. Oh well, I want to go there now even more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So he had bought new clothes when he was arrested. He was wearing his new suit over (laughs) his old clothes. That's weird. (laughs) Um, I think he was just kind of a weird dude. Oh man. Um, but he was transferred to jail. Uh, I do know that during the trial when Marin stated that she heard her sister saying his name, I think that's really what, you know, did him in because that was when everybody, you know, decided that he was guilty, but 
he, like you said, he did, he had exact, like the dollar amounts added up perfectly. And, uh, the combination of that and like the way, I guess he had actually told some people too, like he had told some people that he was saying some weird stuff after it happened. Like he had seen some people and he said something about, I don't know if he said specifically seeing a dead body. I, I'm trying to remember what the guy in the podcast said, cause I haven't been able to find it in writing anywhere else, but he said something along the lines of, um, seeing someone laying so still, you know, like, I don't know. It was just weird, like weird cryptic stuff that was like yeah. definitely kind of indicating something that was going on there, but yeah. And then he was found guilty and I don't know, did he like, I don't even know if there was like a jail time. What happened? I'm pretty sure. Did Lewis Wagner. Did he get executed? Oh, wait. Oh, I think he did. I think you're right. He was hanged. Yeah. 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 But he was, uh, I see that he, um, was adamant that he didn't do the crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is this whole story gives Lizzie Borden vibes. Well, yeah, and Lizzie Borden is still up in the air too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like it's, it's a similar situation where and they happen really close together. You know, know yeah. that, right? It was yeah. like within a very small window of time when I didn't. I ha- actually wasn't really able to find anything that assumed that she had done it. So, what's your take on that? Because I know people were talking about women, you know killing and axe you know axe murders that were women or whatever because of lizzie borden but right um, i couldn't find anything that really came out and said that the reason people thought she did it or or that whole side of it do you have any information do you know um i feel like i read somewhere that she like had like a deathbed confession like she had oh really something uh, or alluded to something that she had done it um of course, like all that I can remember is the stupid movie, but and that's <laughs> when she was like fucking her brother, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, people yes, do that. I, think I heard something about that too, which people is do that, too. but you know, yeah. And she just wanted like the sister-in-law out of the way. I don't really know, but that's what was on the movie. I think that it was probably just like a rumor, and they really just ran with that to make a yeah. better movie out of it. Um. But I don't really know what her motive would be. Because like everything that you look at says like she was the survivor of like, I, you know, right. really not seeing anything that says she was assumed. I don't know. Like I still haven't seen this marriage of him. I'm like scrolling through multiple articles to try to see if I see anything that says it. Hmm. I don't know. I I don't see anything in particular that would. Um, it says Marin and John moved from Smutty Nose to Water Street in Portsmouth. John continued to be a successful fisherman on a series of other schooners. I love that word. Um, <laughs> surviving two wrecks. They had one child. Marin later moved back to Norway where she died, after which John remarried. But like, that's all I get. Like, I can't. Hmm. Hmm. Um, what, what does this say? This says, um, Robinson, I don't know who Robinson is, but <laughs> Robinson pointed out that Marin named Wagner as the killer immediately upon being rescued from the island early the next morning. And that if she had been lying, she would have been taking a great risk of her story being exposed as she had no way of knowing how many people might have seen him on the mainland at the time of the murders, which that's a good point. Mm. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I it's I think it's interesting that um she's a possible suspect in it. But it, like I said, it gives Lizzie Borden vibes because Lizzie Borden accused like the chimney sweeper. Yeah. That whole you know? one, yeah. I mean, if you look into it too, it is it's like very convoluted and yeah. Um yeah, I was just looking at this says, uh, but all evidence proved beyond a doubt that Marin was innocent. The murderer, a 28 year old Portsmouth fisherman named Lewis Wagner, was quickly caught, convicted in a main courtroom and hanged in 1875. Look how quick they did that. Like, I mean, people are on death row now basically till they die before they actually get I know. executed. I know. <gasps> um, but 
Yeah, I I I feel like if Lewis did do it, um he did a lot of stupid shit leading up to it. Mm. Um, and it is so tough because I also feel like back then people weren't it's so funny isn't it because it's it's hard to even put into words because I was going to say people but people back then weren't as um forthcoming about like themselves and their personal life yeah but at the same time we're less connected now as a society (laughs) it's so hard because it's true that is true but at the same time people are very outspoken about like when they have like mental health struggles and things like that whereas like that's only a very new thing Uh and so I don't think that there was that many people who would have been able to spot like oh he's weird versus just being like no he's kind of a loner you know so like there could have been signs that he was like totally a psychopath and you know unstable and definitely worth it but I feel like back then people didn't like try to find that out they just were like I just don't talk to that dude yeah (laughs) (laughs) he just looks at me with one eye one way and the other eye the other way and I'm like nope you're like no 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 walk away walk away it's so hard because it's like maybe there was all kinds of you know, obvious signs, but nobody, you know, plus you have today's day and age where you have all these people like, you know, I guess I'm kind of looping myself in there too, but people who are not technically, you know, working in a field, but do a lot of research and stuff. So it's like, they have a good uh, knowledge point on like mental disorders and like ones that are more inclined to be present with people who are murderers and things like that. So like when you kind of now being involved in like learning about this stuff all the time and you see that it's like, Oh, like that guy could be a killer you know yeah well or that girl sorry that person (laughs) um well I did read something interesting um I was I want to say it was like a year or two ago and it was about how um well first of all they say statistically that there are about 50 active serial killers in the United States right now yeah yeah and um I think I've I've heard wildly different numbers but something like that yeah and um we always think about when we hear like when we think of serial killers, we think of the serial killers from like the 60s and 70s and 80s. 80s it was like, like so crazy how many there were Ramirez. and all at the same time. And um, someone said something of how there's less serial killers now because first of all, technology, because we're able to catch them like before they become a serial killer yeah. basically. Like more like, knowledge point like around like people who are unstable. Exactly. Like I think um just the fact that we're a little bit more aware of mental health in general. Yeah. And we're able to spot, you know, red flags in somebody before it becomes, you know, a very even monster 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 a gigantic <laughs> problem. Monstrous. <laughs> monstrous i don't know monumental i don't know (laughs) but you know what i mean but basically we're just catching them before they're labeled a serial killer well and it's funny though because i have also heard however that in comparison to like say the 60s that we have less of a conviction rate maybe with people who have actually murdered like that sort of thing and you'd think with the technology and stuff that we have that wouldn't be the case but i apparently it is so Mm -hmm. but yeah who knows yeah i mean the 80s was obviously like huge for it you know all kinds of all kinds of serial it was, killers. It was like the trend. I was literally just going to say. <laughs> Where are you going to? It's so trendy. <laughs> it was trendy. And they didn't even need social media or like TikTok, you know? They just were like, let's be crazy friends. <laughs> let's let's be crazy. I always uh, think it's wild like that these people go do it in groups. It's like, who the fuck did you find that? I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so fucking wild. Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's go kill a bunch of people. Let's torture <laughs> them in the van first. Though. Is that cool with you? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Obviously, like, why would we do it any other way? We can grab a Starbucks afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Uh, I, but so I do want to uh, repeat that story to you about uh, my high school boyfriend. And <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all ears. Go. Yeah, um, I know you've heard this story before. You had to have when we were on the school bus. This was freshman year in high school. And we were on the school bus, and you can you can kind of see the aisles of shoals from like 
you know, the beach or whatever. Um, especially if it's like nice and clear out, you can kind of see it. So funny. And (laughs) we're on the bus, right? And my boyfriend turns and sees the Isle of Shoals and he's like, Oh, I can see Europe from here. (laughs) And I kind of looked at him like, uh, that's funny joke. Wow, I'm single now. I didn't expect that. (laughs) I was like, that's a funny joke. And he was like, No, I'm serious. Like he was dead serious. Like he thought he could see Europe from Hampton Beach. And I literally looked at him and I was like, if Europe was that close, I would be there every fucking day. So like, yeah, we just have to take a quick scooter ride out. Yeah. I'll just take a quick, like 30 minute ferry to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, I, I will say, I think I dated him for like a year after that event so oh, i was man. young and stupid okay <laughs> well we all were <laughs> yeah sometimes i was not even young and that i wasn't even that young and i was still really stupid so yeah i mean <laughs> oh. but i do rem- i do remember my uh seventh grade trip pretty fondly that was the weekend um i think our camp counselor i don't remember his name but he uh, had the boys come and like scare us at the girls' like bunk. We like had like this one room where we all just slept on the floor in sleeping bags. It was real, real fun. And <laughs> the boys came around with like flashlights and were like banging on the the house or whatever. And I was like, yeah. it was like uh, environmental school all over again. So and we played kick the can. Oh, I loved Kick the Can. Yeah. And I don't think I ate anything that whole weekend because you know how picky I was when I was little. <laughs> so, like, I did not want to eat anything that came out of that kitchen. Oh, man. Um, I so, I remember when um, one time you had fries. Oh, no. <laughs> French fries. And Ernie had asked if he could – he was our stepfather at the time. He had asked if he could have a fry, and you were like, No. And he was like, all right, like, I just wanted, like, one fry, no big deal, right? And then you got up and threw him out after. And he's like, Jesus, like, I just wanted a fry. And then you go throw him out. I was such a selfish bitch. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So, uh, so good. But-, uh, but, yeah, so I figured it being... Um, <laughs> the first time I am recording with you, I thought that what I would do is a missing person from South Carolina because maybe you will have, and you don't have to pull them up. I did pull one up this time because I didn't tell you like in advance, but I figured I would do one since, you know, you might have other people listening from down there. So low country. Hmm. I said the good old low country. Yeah. Um, so I did pull up a list. Uh, it's not like laid out the same way as what I'm used to, but that's okay. So this website is missingkids.org. And um, so the individual that I am going to cover, her name is Akima Turner. She's been missing since July 18th of this month from oh. Newbury, South Carolina. Date of birth is September 28th, 2006. She's now 16. Um She's a black girl, black hair, brown eyes, height is 5'8", and weight is approximately 160 pounds. So she was last seen July 18th. If anyone has any information about Akima Turner, you can reach out to the Newbury Police Department in South Carolina at 803-321-1010. And in the photo they have here, she has like this really cute hair wrap. It's like, um, it's almost like highlighter color yellow, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, but so yeah. And for any new listeners, anybody who's listening from down South, anybody who's like a new listener because of Jesse being on the podcast, usually I like to cover a missing person from somewhere relatively local, just because I know that's kind of where most of my listeners are. And I also urge a lot of people, 
um, if you get the chance even once a month to look at your local missing persons or if you've maybe traveled somewhere recently looking at the missing persons for that area, um, I think some people just assume they would know if they see they saw anything or knew anything, but you may not. You know, you may not realize that you had gone to a convenience store one day and saw this person and you, you know, even if you think your information might not be helpful, share whatever you can because you never know. Right. And uh, let's see. So the last thing I want to touch on is liquid IV. I do not know if this will be renewed at the end of the month because this is the first month that I've had an affiliate uh, code to offer. I hope that it comes back because even if it's just for my selfish purposes, purposes, for my selfish purposes, I love liquid IV. So I like having uh, the ability to get 20% off. Uh, but you can get 20% off when you grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier. They have sugar-free now um, or any other variant at liquidiv.com. And you can use the code OSHART. That's fantastic, by the way. O-H-S-H-A-R-T. At checkout, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OSHART at liquidiv.com. I don't know who has tried this, but uh, I love it. I've had it multiple times. I've had it like long before I ever had this affiliate link. And it was kind of like a guilty pleasure because I'm not going to lie. It's on the little bit. It's a little bit pricier, but it is worth it because I really do love it. I've tried a lot of like the powder liquid additives and stuff, and they're usually either too sweet or just too chemically almost like too strong. Mm -hmm. And I just really like it because it's not like that. And it it's got... Um, electrolytes to help you like after a workout or if you've been out drinking. Um, yes. They also have, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, I tried liquid IV for the first time like two months ago at the yeah. bachelorette party I went to. Oh. They see. basically stored, gave all of us liquid I IV in like little bags. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never had it before until then. Yeah. Uh, but it is helpful for it's, when you it's are good. And it's drinking. just good like, if you don't just want water anymore. It um, helps you hydrate faster because of the electrolytes that it contains. There are also other um, version, like varieties. They have like um, ones that will help you kind of like before bedtime to kind of settle down and get ready to sleep. They have um, immune boosting ones. So definitely check it out, liquidiv.com and use the code OSHART. I will say, make sure when you're checking out, there's kind of like a little drop down and maybe it's just the way mine is, but I have to kind of hit this drop down button to be able to put in the code. So, um, but if you want to help out the podcast at all, certainly go ahead and place your order through me, 20% uh, off and definitely check out my Etsy shop. That's so exciting. If you guys do that, it's so exciting. Yes, I need a ghost chicken bag. Oh my, how fucking, I swear to God, Jesse, I was silently laughing for so long when I put that fucking thing. <laughs> so like I've used other um, AI things before and to clarify for people, like I, I am like an artist. I'm actually quite good at uh, being an artist. Okay. And quite but <laughs> I'm quite good at it, but you know, there's, I even was like, originally I was thinking like, I just want to find, like, I just want to see if I can get something that's like kind of what I want. And then I'll like go from there and we'll see what happens, you know? Uh -huh. And then I, so when I typed into mid journey, I typed in like, I don't know, like chickens with, with sheets uh, over them, like ghosts. And then I said, uh, with a farm in the background and what else? I think that might have been pretty much it. Like maybe I said like creepy because I wanted to be like Halloweeny, but I didn't say cartoony. So you guys, I swear to God, if you go to my Etsy store just for anything, go to it to look for these fucking chicken patterns because holy shit, it's probably the best thing I've ever fucking seen. First of all, they're giant. I did yeah. not expect them to be the size of a fucking house. It's so goddamn funny. And they have these sheets that are kind nightmare. of on them, but also not over their heads. And it's like this crazy ass looking monster of a chicken with a sheet wrapped around it. And it is it is terrifying, but in it's like a so hilarious funny. way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to do cows now and squirrels <laughs> and everything else. There's one of the chickens that just reminds me of Donnie Darko so bad. <laughs> I just was like, this is like the best thing ever. So I'm putting it on fucking bags and shit because it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So check out my Etsy shop, uh, designs by D bar and, uh, and check out Jesse, Jesse's Instagram. Jesse, is it just like, what is it? I don't even know. I just see it all the time. So what is uh, it? <laughs> my Instagram is at Jesse Reina underscore art. 
Um, That's R-E-Y-N-A, Reina. Reina. Um, I do have uh, a show that I'm in in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I'm excited about. Um, I got into the pop art exhibition at Charlotte Art League. Yeah, Jesse's art is so whimsical and fun. (laughs) It's so cute. I submitted my White Claw uh, paintings to the pop art exhibition. So, nice. um, yes. So I have to go to Charlotte on Labor Day weekend to drop them off real quick. So just a quick three hour drive. It's a quick uh, pop over. Um, but I think mom and I are gonna try to make, make it, it like a, of that. make it a night, you know, we'll go and do something. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what All I, I would want to do is rent a hotel room and watch movies in an, in a big fluffy bed. God, that sounds great. I know, right? And take a bath. Lurge. Yeah. Yeah. People will be like, you want to go drinking? I'll be like, no, I just want to take a bath. I want to sit in this fluffy bed. And watch whatever I want with no one sitting on my shoulders and putting their feet in my face (laughs) and giving me a fat lip. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe gave me a fat lip with some binoculars the other day, so. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. Freddie smacked me. So fucking hard in my face earlier. They're such assholes. And they laugh. He laughed. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, like I love your no. pain. Right? No. And he's like, like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure my lip's bleeding, dude. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then he's <laughs> right afterwards smacking the shit out of our dog Phoebe. Oh, um, these kids. Yeah. These little cats. They're so lucky. They're so cute. I know. I know. But yeah, so that'll do it. I guess I'm yeah, so well, excited. I, well, I know, and I can't wait to have you again. I know. Uh, so exciting. Me too. I'm excited. Me too. Um, I like to just sit and talk about true crime. Yeah, anything. anything. I like, I want to do like, I love, I do love the paranormal stuff too. So there's like a handful of different yeah. things. I really want to check out the boom thing about where you are, but I yes. got to do some research because that's interesting to me. I didn't realize it was like an ongoing thing. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be for the next one. We'll have to look into it. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yay. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for the night. But thank you, Jesse. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And that'll be it, folks. I hope that everybody has a fantastic evening and we will talk to you again soon. Ta-ta. Bye.